Hey everyone, this is Chris. You're listening to the Dead Raging Podcast. I've got Simon and Pete here and we are going to be discussing school holidays. We've also got a whole bunch of content coming in the next month. We've got a two-part mathematics podcast with Rob Prophet White that will be coming in the next week or fortnight. Uh, and we've got a whole bunch of other stuff planned. Stick with us. Being teachers, we get the benefit of uh, having school holidays with our kids. Maybe wonder though whether, uh, first of all, have holidays changed for you since you've had kids? Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Because you do specifically different things, or just that because you don't get to do what you want to do all the time anymore? Um, I think there's a different level of focus with when you've got a kid in terms of things that you might need to get done or um and we to be honest we're still in the um awesome happy zone of the fact that our child goes to daycare <laughs> so <laughs> holidays are still actually holidays for one more year um until he actually starts school so three days of these weeks he's actually been at daycare nice um but yeah, I think for, for, from that perspective, they're not massively, it hasn't massively changed. Um, but I don't know, I, I think just maybe my attitude has changed over the last few years, whereas I'd be quite happy several years ago, 10 years ago, to spend every single day just playing my guitar Yeah. every day. But you kind of can't get away with that now. I don't know <laughs> why, because it's not like I haven't painted my son's room or haven't had to go out and buy him anything or haven't had to organize anything specifically for him but um yeah just your attitude around the house is a bit different i think Hmm. and i suppose outside then of daycare um you know once we pick him up those events are slightly different to what it would have been in the past Hmm. sitting around just watching tv see i've noticed my holidays have changed between like approaching a holiday we would uh, before we had uh, Thomas it would either be an all or nothing holiday so it would be this mm. holiday we're going somewhere yeah, we're yeah. doing this this is what this holiday is about or it would be we're not doing anything we're relaxing we're chilling it was never sort of any in between it was sort of an all or nothing thing whereas now I'm very much conscious of trying to find a balance between busy and chilling out yeah and one of the things I remember as a kid is um, like my, my parents would, uh, they had a caravan later on, they got rid of the caravan. We had a little boat, you know, like they had a, a cabin that you could sleep in and stuff like that. So we used to do these little, uh, trips, you know, that would be, you know, holiday, uh, weekend away and that sort of stuff. And I always remember having heaps of fun doing that, but I also remember just desperately wanting to be at home sometimes and just play with my toys. Yeah. And so I'm always conscious of trying to make sure that over the course of a holiday that there's, we're doing both, you know, that we're not just doing all or nothing. Yeah, I think it's important as well. Um, I'm going to use a bit of a phrase here, kids of this generation, <laughs> which just makes me sound older than I actually am. But n- need to be able to entertain themselves as well without just saying they're bored mm. within the first three minutes. You know, And it's not about, in my day, 
we didn't have any of these things. We didn't have the technology or the phones or the iPads or the apps or any of that sort of stuff. It's more just, I, I agree with what you're saying. Sometimes you just need to appreciate the ability to sit and chill. Mm. As, as, as a family, each of you go off and do your own things mm. and not be too stressed about what's happening around the house. Yeah, see, I, um, I'm getting better at not trying to smash everything out. Um, like when, like before, before, before kids, I was just doing everything. You know, my it wasn't an all or nothing. It was all and not, not nothing. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like I nothing. I mean, for, I mean, it wasn't that long. I wasn't back from England that long, and you know, say so every holiday in England, it was like right. I'm going to Ireland. I'm going to go to yeah. Spain. I'm going to go. You know, it, yeah. that's Taking what my, that's what the five location. Yeah, that's right. So the the years leading up to having jacks there was only probably a matter of a year 18 months of holidays before we had him so those in those 18 months nine of those we were we were pregnant and yeah. so you know like it wasn't yeah. it, I, ha, I have but it was all my holidays were leave the day that school finished and then get back on the Sunday hopefully <laughs> the day before school goes yeah. back um <clears throat> But now that I've got kids and a mortgage and a house and all of that sort of stuff, I found myself not being that present a lot in a lot of the times in the holidays because I'd be thinking, I've got to go. I've got to get that done. I didn't get this done in the term. I didn't get that done in the term. And so we kind of... I've gotten, I, I've gotten a lot better at going, right, I'm going to spend a day doing that and I'm going to get that done. Or So we, we actually booked the kids into a... Um, at the beginning of the week on Monday, um, Elisa Darlison, who is at our school's um, yeah. writers thing, she did a she had a day for kids to be booked into um, seven to fourteen year olds, and she did a writing course for our kids for a day on fantasy cool. writing. So I booked the kids in that day, and then I got a whole bunch of jobs done yeah. while they're away. Um, but outside of that, I've been spending a bit more time doing things with them. We bought mountain bikes. Um, well, the right. kids the kids have saved up um, a whole bunch of money with the recycling cans and bottles. They've set up a recycling program kind of in our That's street. Right, in the street, yeah. They've taken black boxes around. When people put their recycling bins out, they put out their, they put out their little black box that the boys have given them with all their cans and bottles. Oh, that's awesome. And so since the beginning of November, they've saved, let's, let's say, ballpark of $400. By, wow. by collecting the cans and bottles. And I just got sick of not having the mountain bikes on. So now they're learning about, you know, owing someone money. Because we, so so we, 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 did a, we did that the other day. We went down to Sugar Bag Road down in Caloundra. And Storm, my partner, she got a bike too. Got her a mountain bike too. And um, so we went mountain biking, which was which was pretty cool. Yeah. Like. Um, now, now the boys are old enough and capable enough to be able to do that. Yeah, I'm and I think to that point, you know, which is great. That's the thing that Chris is talking about. You know, what kind of things do you do differently to what you did, perhaps before you had kids? But it might even then go back and go, what are you now redoing that you used to do as a kid? Yeah. You know, and things like that, mountain biking, and and slowly as your kids get older, being able to introduce them to those things and start to get excited about, mm. you know, hang on, this is going to be cool. Like I took you to his first NRL match last week. Now, it's, it's it's actually his second NRL match, but the first one, he was about three months old. So we're not classifying it as 
a good memory. And plus, my team lost when he was three <laughs> months old as well. Um, but it was great. And we went out to Suncorp and see, you know, the Tigers against the Broncos. And the Tigers won in the last minute. And then we went down and we actually had a photograph taken with Jude's favourite player. Um, Jude's favourite player? Well, he, yeah, he, he's Jude's favourite player because he's got one of these sort of new fandangled mullet style haircuts where it's completely <laughs> shaved on the spot. top and it's long at the back. So Jude, he, easy to spot. He's the only one that Jude can pick out because he just shouts what a haircut when he comes on TV. So, there, yeah, what a haircut. So it was amazing when I saw him coming towards the crowd at the end of the game. I'm just, you know, backpack on my back, Jude in my arms, climbing over chairs, pushing people out of the way to meet this player. But he loved it and it was a really... It was a really cool moment for me because it was just like, yeah, this this could be the start of him wanting to come with me and, and being able to to sit through most of it. He had a couple of little drops. Oh, it's a long really time for a little. Well, we did oh, the same thing. We how took old Thomas is he? Four. Four. It's yeah. a long time to be watching yeah. something. Yeah. That's... We took Thomas down to uh, Brisbane versus Port Adelaide on the, the first Saturday. The holidays. Yeah. And the same as his first, first match. He was bored by quarter time. But he managed to sit there and there was enough happening, you know, the crowd, there was enough going on that yeah. it was, you know, to pique his interest every now and then to keep him entertained. Um, but I don't think we'll be rushing back. No, okay. <laughs> but that's been my dilemma the whole time. You know, it's only now one of my boys is starting to show interest in football and it's and I've been patient and, and, we're, and I'm there now and my patience has paid off. But I've tried what you're saying yeah. and tried probably a couple of times. Yeah. And it hasn't worked, but now it would. You know, now you know we. I mean, the, the the handy thing was getting both of them to a sporting venue. Now was going to twenty twenty. You know, the the big, the big bash, bash yeah. because it is so. Spe- they do put yeah. on the fireworks. It's yeah. so spectacular. It's just an yeah. There's so much for them to see, and it's always in the middle of the ground. That was the thing with the football, is that yeah. the play isn't always in the middle of the ground, yeah. and it can be way over the other side, and it's difficult. Even though you know the Gabba is a pretty good venue for watching sport. The nature of the game means that half yeah. the time the ball's on the other side of the ground, and yeah, yeah, and they, they're confused as to why are they over there and yeah. now where are mm-hmm. they going. Yeah. And is it? Oh, can we go home yet? Yeah. Is that <laughs> just before yeah. half time? Well, that's right. Every yeah. time there's a siren, is that yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> it's time to go. He never wants to go home. He loves being out, but until we're in the middle of a game, so you know, you get a chance to try those things out on holidays that you probably wouldn't do during the during the term, perhaps. What do you need from your holiday? Oh. Guitar time. I think just independent time. You know, you, you're really sorry, Pete. Sorry, no, no, I thought you were finished. You do need to have some time just by yourself to do whatever you want. Um, and again, this holiday is the, f- the first day. We, w- we were in Sydney for the first few days. Um, and we came back and it was the first day that Jude had gone to daycare. We dropped him off. We came home and we virtually sat in different rooms <laughs> for about five hours and I read some of my book and then I got into a YouTube loophole and just followed for about an hour of <laughs> random YouTube videos but it felt really good it was just I don't have anything to do right now so yeah. I think I think what you said before about being able to chill and have that downtime for me that's yeah. massively important yeah it's interesting I've got a friend who I hung out with on the first Tuesday of our school holidays and he was a builder for 20 years and then went and did his teaching degree and now he's teaching. And it was really interesting to see his perspective that, you know, 
it took him until that Tuesday. He goes, I'm finally there now, you know, and he was talking in this, like it takes a few days to sort of realize and get into that holiday mode and all of that sort of stuff. You kind of, it's that intense towards the end of the term, trying to get everything done. And he said, he'd said to me in the past that there was one term do you remember when we all got sent home because that storm was coming down from yeah. up north and we all got sent home two days early? Yeah. Well, I did. Because yeah, I was up north <laughs> and it missed us. Yeah, yeah so we all, got, we, all get sent, we all got sent home early and he'd mentioned, because he, he was quite new to teaching at this point, and he, and he mentioned to me, he was like, I didn't get everything finished. I feel like it's, I'm, I'm, I've gone on holidays and it's incomplete. And I don't quite know what I'm supposed to do now when I go back. Do I finish off the projects that I was doing with the kids? Oh, he's a high school teacher as well, so there is there is a bit more yeah. gravitas, I guess, in getting things finished in some respect mm. for him. Um, but some of the kids might not even be coming back to my, you know, like that that they, they they might only do his subject for a term, or he might be his his timetable might change, and there was all of these funny things. And so, yeah, back to the other day when I was talking to him, he was like, you know, it took me two or three days and a couple of good surfs to kind of just realize, right, I'm on holidays now. I can just forget about what was going on. And I look back now and I used to think, oh, my God, teachers used to get so many holidays. He said, <laughs> but the, you probably wouldn't maintain sanity if... Mm. Mm. If you, if you didn't through. get those holidays, it's yeah. not it's not just for the kids, <laughs> it's it's possibly and probably yeah. for the teachers too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've kind of started to see a bit more of my of my partner Storm's point of view. She kind of gets stuff done, and then by two or three o'clock, that's it. You know, cooking dinner is on the cards, and that's about it after two or three o'clock yeah. most days for her. Um, so if there's an if we're doing activities, if we're cleaning the house, you know, it doesn't matter what the activity is, we kind of try and wind them up by about two or three o'clock because those couple of hours where you're sitting and chilling and yeah. watching a movie, doing that is kind of important to her and I can see how it's now important to me too. Mm. That That's kind of become more of a thing for me where I actually need to stop and take a breath because I'm not the kind of person that would usually do that. Especially when your afternoons during the term aren't just filled with work, you've also got after school commitments <laughs> with... Yes, kids and stuff true. like that, and say so often having an afternoon where you're actually not doing something in the middle of the week is mm. rare. Yes, yeah. I get stressed at three o'clock on the holidays. Though, <laughs> oh, God, that's another day. That's ridiculous. I've still got like another seven hours before I go to bed. But you got that's another day gone. See, I've had a bit of a change of outlook on it this year, having one day extra off a week. Yeah, that I got into such a beautiful routine in term one with my four days in getting everything I needed to have done and then really using my Friday for my myself. My approach to the holidays used to always be what I wanted was to just disappear. Yeah. And just zone out and just recover and then gear myself back up for the next for the next term. I don't feel that way this year so far. Mm-hmm. Who knows? By halfway through the year I might have changed <laughs> yeah. completely. But I I feel so much more relaxed and so much more willing to go and do stuff in holidays because I'm not feeling as stressed yeah. and as exhausted as I used to after a term of teaching. And you've had that time. You've had those yeah. days where you've been able to, you yeah. know, to, you know, tick your boxes for yourself, yeah. you know. And so that's the advice. Take so a day off a week. Take it. That's it. 
That's it. Part time. Four day work week. Four day work oh. week's the future. Um, <laughs> Take that election. <laughs> <laughs> Or at least afternoon siestas. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you can get. Yeah. Uh, speaking of teaching and holidays, what do you see after the holidays when you get back into class? Do you notice changes, differences? I think it's always interesting to get back in and, and see the different attitudes you get from kids in terms of what they've done. You know, loads of them will be full of stories or, you know, uh, things that they've done and want to tell everybody about what they did and who they went to see. And and then you do get those students who don't really do much at all and they want to sort of sit quietly and not be asked about it because they don't want to share. I always used to find it, I think, with probably with the, the younger kids where, you know, your first couple of days back, you always do a, what did you do on the holiday writing? Yeah. And you always get those ones that didn't do anything. Yeah, and you say, well, yeah, you, well, you did, because you kind of sat for two weeks. <laughs> it's just typical teacher talk. Everyone said this sentence. Well, you must have, because you kind of sat for two weeks. But you do come across those students who you think, yeah, you, I actually think you probably haven't done, haven't probably done anything. But then yeah. there's always that one kid in the class who's done some amazing things, and just it's just sort of like, meh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we, we, went to the Barrier Reef and went to Africa. And, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Are you talking about kids that are acting as like non? No, no, no. They they or... genuinely kind of just nonplussed about about the awesome stuff they do. Whether because that they, they, they do so many awesome things that it's just not just another but, awesome thing. That or done. or they're kind of that um, you know humble kind of kid who yeah. just doesn't want to you know be seen to be bragging sure. about what they mm. did. But yeah, so it's not always um, I didn't do anything. You know, sometimes it's that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, oh, I guess I did do. Yeah, well, you know, Paris was good, I guess. <laughs> I think for me, when I look at it in terms of my own kids and what I'd want them to go back yeah, and with. write about, I think I've always had in my head about, with my kids, not being, being totally device-driven because that's what my boys can get sucked into and I've I think I've said it before on the podcast it's like I want them to learn a new skill I want them to build something I want them to do to find other things to do and it and it's really become to the forefront of my mind at the moment in building capabilities in my kids in what they enjoy um like one of like they're both really into basketball at the moment and so there's been a lot of basketball out on the street and I can see that my younger son is becoming way more confident in himself because capabilities are building up. And I can see that with the mountain bike, that's built up confidence as well. And so he's done lots, lots of really cool stuff these holidays. It's, and if, he, if, you, if you really look at it on paper, he's played basketball, he's ridden a bike. Yeah. He's, you know, yeah. he's done this, he's done that. But... In terms of personal growth and development, I can really see in him how much more confident he's becoming in himself. And that's been him more calm in, in, in the down times, more ha- a more happier person as well. I can really see that. And, and that kind of started and became re- was a really noticeable thing when we, when we did our big holiday last holidays when we went to japan and it was skiing and he really 
took a liking to skiing and he started to realize that he's really quite physically capable you know in in a sporting kind of way so now that set him on a path as well um you know and that's the holiday you'd expect him to come back and go i went to japan and i did this and i did that and i did (laughs) it sounds like what you're saying is that as parents we shouldn't measure the success of holidays based on what other people's other on the events that happen on other people's holidays Oh, yes. On other people's Facebooks. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, but you know what? Last week we spent quite a bit of money on buying mountain bikes and activities and said to the boys, so next week is cheap week. You know, we're not going and spending any yeah. money. Yeah. And it's been, oh, can we ride our bikes down and can we kick the football? Can we, you know, and, and it's been, and that, but that is, that's that stuff that's happened this week. And it's probably, a, you don't have to spend a lot of money to make the holidays enjoyable yeah. you know like i think that Ma- i think that marley's feeling just as capable of the skills that he's worked on here in australia at that time <laughs> as as what he did when we spent when we spent the big money to going in japan i mean there's great memories and all of that yeah. sort of stuff but there's just as much value for me yeah. in what's happening mm. um so i'm mean, i'm interested in the you, you taught a younger class last year. I've taught younger classes before yeah. as well. You, you taught a year one class yeah. last year. Um, and, you know, when you teach those younger classes, you spend a lot of time building up routines, particularly in that first term. Yeah. What was the experience like coming back after the holidays, say, from the, that first set of holidays? Was there a lot of rebuilding expectations after the holidays because things had been a bit loose because they'd been on holidays? Um, did it, or, and did that improve over the year, or? I think it, by the end of the year, by term four, I mean it took. I felt it took me a long time all year to get real good procedures and routines in place just with the class. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I'd, I'd I'd be honest and say I don't necessarily think I'd relate it to to age or a year level particularly. I think there are always going to be students who don't have a particularly structured holiday period. There's students who don't have particularly structured weekends and come in on a Monday. Day to day. Day to day. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I I think, you know, with year one, um, there was a lot more repetition of the expectations. Um, And this is what we do and this is what we're doing now and don't forget that. But I think across all year levels, you, you have those students who come back and just aren't ready to come back into normality. Um, and whether that be, I mean, it's it's hard to judge really. Whether that be because they've been on a huge long trip away, yeah. and I know you you touched on it um, when when you guys did the the part at the very beginning of the year about starting the school. Some of those students have been on a holiday and haven't come back until the night before, mm-hmm. and they come in on day one and they're knackered. They've been, you know they're not ready physically to to start school again. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say specifically it was an age thing. Um, I think I found that throughout the year with my year ones that it was a lot more repetition of my expectations. But I think you find it in, in a lot of different classes now that I've taught across most years in the school. You you always come back after a holiday and you've got that those two or three who quite possibly haven't done much in the holidays either. Um, or being given a little so, bit. So they're ripping to get back to school because I can... <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Or just, they've, I don't know, I, I always find that those students who are given a bit a bit more free reign in their own choices at holiday, there's not as much, you know, time spent 
with parents or time spent in routines and going to bed at a good time and during the holidays. Fair enough, it's a holiday, you know, go to bed a bit later, that's that's acceptable. And as teachers, we've got to understand too that not everyone is on holidays. And so yeah, exactly. uh, yes. spending time with your kids on holidays is a luxury that we get. Massively. That not everyone... Huge. Uh, yes. yeah, and you always yeah, find that, I think, do. towards the end of the term, you write that little email and just, you know, wishing everyone a good holiday and hope you have a great holiday. And then you send yeah. it and go, oh, uh, hang on. Well, I will. I got <laughs> I'm having two weeks away from your child. You've now got to find two, two weeks full of activities to keep your child busy, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're working full time. So, you know, I'll never knock that fact of being Because I know like I have uh, family friends who say that the time spent in um, daycare during the holidays is far more exhausting, like over a week than a week at school. Like that's that's their experience, oh. their anecdotal you know, experience that um, they find that the kids are just far more drained mm. um, through that than, than the, the school week, yeah. I can identify with that because yeah. when I got back from England and I didn't have a full-time job, I worked at one of those out-of-school hours, cares, things during the summer holidays and it was harsh. Like, I hated every minute of it. <laughs> like, Well, full-on? Oh. Well, like the i the, the 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 way the day is structured, the fact that the kids are on holidays and they want to be it elsewhere, they don't want to be there. Yeah. You've got twenty-one-year-old kids trying to keep some semblance of order, and you know I think it's gotten better since I did it, say ten years ago. Where like, because I drive past one quite regularly and, you know, they kind of get activities to come in to kind of make that the day a little bit more exciting. But, you know, I'd worked there for about two weeks and the girl who, I mean, she was 21 and she was the head staff member. (laughs) She's losing her voice by day seven, day eight. And I was like... You know, you're, you're losing your voice because you keep yelling over the top of these. You know, you're not, whenever you're giving instructions, you're not settling them all down and calm, you know, calming them all down. And and I got put in my place pretty quickly. Like, <laughs> what do you know? And I was like, well, <laughs> I've been a teacher for 10 years, you know, um, I could help you with this. So I just waited till her voice ran out, <laughs> and then I kind of took <laughs> and then took over, took over a little right. bit, and then now I'm head on. And then that after the, and and the one day that I did it, and she was all huffy, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I quit that afternoon. But I could I can see why parents would say that they because the in I'm talking about this one experience that I had ten years ago. Yeah, you know, they're not. They've, they've, they've done a cert for in something, the people that are in charge. And there's so many routines that they have to do, so much OC health and safety mm. stuff. And really, they haven't got the facilities to keep kids engaged yeah. for, for, a, a, for eight, a ten hours. Day, yeah. And it is. It's, it's essentially, it's a school day minus the oh. school part. Yeah, you know it's a school day in yeah. length, but it's just playtime. Yeah, it's it's lunchtime. I'm not saying it's playtime. They wouldn't do other the activities. Extra two or three hours. Some kids get dropped there at seven. Some yeah. get picked up at six. And six and I, yeah. I, you know, I can't throw stones at parents that do that. But I walked out of there and kind of went, my child will not be going to <laughs> a childcare place in school holidays. Yeah, but, and, and, and I think and, it is you know, that was to... just because 
I'd seen it from the inside out and I was like, nah, this is shocking. Mm. However, important to look at <laughs> however that. that was just my own personal experience and I don't want to email saying, you suck. Yeah. Sorry, you won't get it, I'll get it. <laughs> but it's the right, pers- I think, you know, Chris came up with the right perspective, you know, we are lucky to be in the position we're in, you know, we, you, you say yeah. you don't want to throw stones and obviously we don't um, because there's so many people who don't have the luxury that we do of being able to keep mm. our children with us. Mm. Um, and and give them those opportunities. You know, some of those children come back in on the first Monday of term, and they've basically I say, spent the entire holiday with other children. Yeah, in a in a situation like that, they probably haven't massively enjoyed it. Possibly, mm. um, might just be grateful to get back to school and some routine. I know some parents who go and book their kids into the good days. So, like. <laughs> They go and find out when all the local about places. The events. Yeah. Are oh, you going to Aussie Zoo on Wednesday? Are you? Oh, 20 bucks a head, right, eh? Uh, I'll book my three kids in, thanks. And then they don't have to take them to Aussie, uh, to Aussie World yeah. or Australia Zoo or whatever. Genius, actually. That's a great idea. So to wrap up this topic, Ben, uh, occasionally I get asked about uh, academic considerations by parents over the holidays. What should we do? academically over the holidays to keep our kids moving forward what advice do you give when you get that um enjoy the time with your kids yeah. when you get the opportunity you know and, and again because there's a lot of those parents don't you know if, if you're going on holiday go on holiday talk with your kids about the things that you see on holiday discuss things with them you know have a chat with them and if they if they want to keep a diary while they're there do it however that is not me telling you <laughs> i want a diary brought to me on day one of term that i <laughs> we then have to read a show and tell yeah um i mean there's always we always talk about it reading it's always yeah. going to be a goal yeah it's always a target for for students and at any point in your life you know and getting to that point where it's just for enjoyment that your child just wants to take a book on holiday or two or three books on holiday with them um but yeah i, I try and veer away from that whole conversation of Oh, we're going away. We might be away <clears throat> into the start of next term. Can you send some homework? Mm. Is there any homework that we can do? Mm. No, not really. Yeah. I, no. <laughs> I know we've got a special guest coming up in the next couple of episodes, a, a, a mathematical, uh, what would you call him? Genius. Guru. Guru. Honcho. Ma- mathematical <laughs> teaching really guru, which I'm sure people will want to tune in for. But... Uh, one of the things that I do with my kids a lot is just talk about, like if we're going somewhere, right, it's 20 kilometres. You know, like I do a lot of that. I just do a lot of that chat. Maths. Um, yeah. And you know what? We had one one of my kids' um, birthday parties last Wednesday, um, and I gave him $50 and, and said, right, here's the Col- go through the Coles catalogue, and you've got to buy all your food, decorations, whatever. <laughs> And then, so he made, so we, we, I showed him how to make a spreadsheet on Excel. And then um, we went, I, he took a calculator with him and we went through. And so we were like, he, he wanted to make hamburgers, like bought the tomatoes, weighed the tomatoes, then had to work out how much the tomatoes were yeah, because okay. there were 600 grams of tomatoes, but it was $9 a kilo. Went through, got it to, you know, it was at $30 before he'd really even started. And so then we were looking at, okay, so if you've got, you know, and then started doing all of that quantity check, you know, buying in bulk, yeah. all of that sort of stuff. We found cheaper buns in one place. And then so we, we had to swap them out. And then he had to work work out how to take the money off and add the money back on. 
or did he have to take all of the money off? Could he just take some of the money off and all of that? And in the end, he he got it down to about $35 and he bought um, cake, which is, <laughs> we've got a bit of a tradition at our place where you just buy a two litre ice cream, tip it upside down mm. and then give every kid a spoon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> it works. You don't go home with any cake. Um, and he, he bought extra, you know, like he didn't buy any lollies or any chips or any of that sort of stuff. He was just aiming at the burgers for starters and drinks. Like he wanted to, he had to have lemonade. Anyway, but then he, he, he got to $35 and was like, oh, well, I can go and buy this now. And so we had, we were there for an hour and a half shopping, but it was like such a cool yeah, thing to do. Yeah. You know, it's like, a simple thing to do. It's just having that as an idea, I suppose. Is, yeah. And he's it's, it's been able to say to parents, you know, just try some of these things. It's easy to say, you know, just do some writing with them, some daily writing or whatever. But but, but just chuck, you know, if you take your kid to the shops, give them your phone with the calculator on and see if they can add up as you go. You know, like it's it's, it's real give simple. Give them your phone and 50 bucks. Your, <laughs> your key, mate, your key. <laughs> take them, go down the track. <laughs> uh, but in terms of what... I think kids should do during their holidays. Well, for me at the moment, like I said, whatever they like, help them build their capabilities in that area. Yeah. I think that's reasonable. If they yeah. like kicking the ball, help them kick it better. Yeah. Spend time with them. Sounds good. That's <laughs> <laughs> playlist, tape. Chris, what's on your playlist? <laughs> so, Chris, what's on your playlist? <laughs> uh, so, Chris, what's on your playlist? There's only one thing on my playlist at the moment yeah one thing <laughs> Game of Thrones yeah <laughs> oh, don't spoil it don't, yeah that's so it don't this, any, don't is, this is this is uh, what, that, what day is it April 17 that we're watching this so Game of Thrones returned two days ago yep and just can't wait for the next episode it is the only show the only show that I'm currently like still watching you know like every other TV show that I've tried to watch I've gotten part of the way through yeah. the seasons. I've you know um, left it, tried to come back to it, lost interest. This is the only one that I'm still fully engaged in. And I admire you for that. Because <laughs> for <laughs> God's sake, I wish... This is not my playlist. But people, don't ever start the blacklist. Don't oh, ever we made start the blacklist. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> we should do a thing called what's not on your playlist. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Are you, are you still going or have you given up oh mate oh. give up we gave up after season three. Oh, anyway so it, it, yeah, it's good no, it's a, yeah but I don't want to I don't want to spoil <laughs> no uh, so we've only had one episode so far one episode so far and is it one coming out a week every week yes for... but there's only like six or seven episodes mm. and they are the first one wasn't particularly long it was over an hour but from what I understand is that like the last three or four are Feature at, at least yeah. an hour and a half. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like finishing with three or four movies. So. And it's finishing. That's it. That it's finishing it? and it's done until they do some kind of origin story. Or, yeah. Yeah. And oh, there's, there's definite talk oh, of, of a spin-off. Yeah. There'll be spin-offs. Like yeah. even, oh, what's his name? George, Ma- George R. R. Ma- what's the name of yeah. the guy? Right? Yeah. 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 He's yeah. saying that there should be a ninth season. Well, he's going to, the interesting thing is, is that he's writing his finale Currently. Currently. So the last two seasons aren't written by him. They're not based on his story because he'd never finished the series. Mm. So the current story is written by 
I should know their names. And the reason why I'm I'm extra invested in this season is because I want it to be really good because the two writers are writing the next Star Wars trilogy. I had to come inside. (laughs) (laughs) What's on on your playlist? Um, Documentary, The Legend of Cocaine Island. Yes. Have you seen it? I've seen the preview for it. It's... It's so much fun. It's what was that? What was that documentary you were talking about with the um, oh, fire festival? Fire festival, yeah. right? This one's that same like element of you're not gonna. Are you gonna? You did that. It did. You did. Are you not gonna? You're not gonna do. Okay, you did that. It's it's that kind of thing. So the idea is right that there's this guy. He's about fifty four, fifty five. It's two thousand and twelve. He's got a rip. He, he comes from. He came from nothing. Building built a building business up you know had the three car garage had the harley had the fancy cars the wife was happy you know she she didn't have to work gfc hits he loses all of his money ends up with this farm out the back of somewhere or another 40 acre farm and one of the neighbors is this old hippie dude that wanders around barefoot with a stick right and and every friday night all the farms get together at one person's place and get on the piss and this guy always tells the story of how when he was down in puerto rico with his wife who was um a like a marine biologist studying turtles he'd just walk the beaches all day and one day he found 32 kilograms of coke just lying on the beach and he went as you do and he went and buried it and like he was scared that someone would come looking for it. So he changed the position of this Coke every day and he ended up burying it and leaving it. And 20 years later, he's still telling that story and everyone calls bullshit on it, except for <laughs> ex-millionaire. He goes, well, I think I might go and look for it. And that's well, where, that's and, that's, and that's where the documentary goes from there. And like, it's just... Like, all the players in it are just hilarious and you're just going, oh, my God, you cannot be serious. It's 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 a lot of fun. It's not a long documentary, um, but it's... It's just a one-off? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's okay. a one-off. There's, a no, there's enough in it that just makes it a lot of fun. Like, and you, like, the character... Like, the people in it, you couldn't write them in, you know? Like, they're just... Like, the guy telling the story, the, the older guy, right? Like, they're... You could see twenty years ago him as a builder and just being having a bit of swagger around the the the, the guys, you know. But he's there and he's chewing his chewing tobacco and spitting into a bottle and like just telling the story and he's a really nice guy. Like he's just a nice guy that made a dumb decision. Yeah. <laughs> um and like and then he get he finds this guy to help him, right? And this guy's a caricature of a cartoon of a person that you'd ask to help like it'd be like going who'd be a good person to help me travel through time i know i'll get bill (laughs) bill and ted (laughs) of all the characters to get i'll get that guy and that's what this guy's like he's hilarious it's so so much fun nice simon what's on your playlist um i'm always really conscious of um suggesting comedy to other people (laughs) because it's quite a personal thing i think comedy um everyone's got their own likes and dislikes and there's nothing worse than someone sitting you down and forcing you to watch 
a, a, a sketch or a, a stand-up routine and sitting there feeling like you have to watch it. So that's always in my mind. But um, playlist at the moment is an American comedian called Bo Burnham. So Bo, just about B-O. Um, he's been around for well, nearly well, probably over 10 years now doing bits and pieces. Started off as a, a YouTuber, um, just putting out songs, comedy songs, playing on the piano and... Um, I wasn't aware of him at this point um, and then went through, was very, very popular when that Vine period was yes. around before that went under. Um, so, you know, the whole purpose of those Vines was you only got like six seconds. six seconds to record a short video and make it funny. And it was, where I suppose, where memes, sort of a lot of memes came mm. from. But um, his comedy is a bit like that. Some of the comedy lasts about six or seven seconds and you're like, holy shit, what's, what's going on? Uh, it's odd. It's bizarre. Uh, he's a very, very good musician and a very good songwriter. Um, I find it very funny. It's a bit offensive at times, but that's the kind of humor that I like. Um, takes the piss out of a lot of different groups and people and himself. He's very um, self-depreciating. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's almost like there's parts of it which is almost like performance art. He has these segments where he's talking to the microphone and there's a response coming through the speakers, which is just a pre-recorded bit that he's recording. So he's talking to himself and you're like, where's this going? And all of a sudden it leads into a song or it leads somewhere that you just totally weren't expecting it to. Um, and it's specifically a, a, a stand-up routine that I first saw in 2013 when it first came out called What?, um, and it's a lot of his stuff is now available on Netflix. So I, I refound it recently, and it, it's one of those ones where you don't always you're not always able to watch the entire stand up in one go, um, because you just go, God, this is too much. He's really over, and he's quite camp, and he's quite over the top. And sometimes you just go, I've watched about twenty five minutes. I need a break. I'll watch the rest of this tomorrow. Have you got a recommended clip for me to? to um, there's a fantastic song called Sad. Uh, this is uh, which I did play to yes. you a few weeks ago, yes. and it's all about the sad things in the world. Um, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, cool. worth a listen. All right, that's us.